0: the late 80s the final frontier these are the voyages of the podcast pat trek my continuing mission to introduce my friend patrick to the best show that ever ran on television and to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before <laughs>
1: This is Patrick. This is a show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winninger, to Star Trek The Next Generation, a show that I've never seen. And I have seen it a ton of times. But Patrick, we didn't
0: watch any Next Gen today. No,
1: we didn't. Not this week.
0: We went to the cinema.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We went to Regal Cinema just up the street from Peach Pit Studios and watched... Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, I loved it. I had a great time. That was a blast.
0: Uh, Zach Mast was with us, and yeah. he is with us right now. Uh, some of you know him as Zach Lost Mast, but today no.
2: he's... <laughs> you know what? I wore a
1: Lost t-shirt just to troll you? you today. <laughs> one, you one, haven't noticed. If you find anyone that has never seen Lost and doesn't know anything about it and want to do a Lost cast with them...
0: <laughs> oh, I bet you someone would love to do <laughs> yeah. a Lost cast no, I with don't think Zach Mast.
2: The thing about Lost is I don't know if I ever want to rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> It's, Plus, it's not good enough to
0: turn into an uh, epic
1: movie. I watched up to the final season. I am still halfway through it because we gave up. <laughs> yeah, I was just know, like, you know what? This show isn't good anymore. I don't care how it ends. Really, season five was my favorite. I do not like go it. go back in time? Yeah. Yeah, All anyway, right.
2: anyway um, we've already talked. <laughs> we should talked. not have made that joke. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? It was great to go to the movies with you All guys. Right, <laughs> it, it was, was great to just hang out and spend a nice time with my friends. And now it's great to be here.
0: Yeah, it was a blast. And it's not every day that the three of us have time to go see a movie together. That's true, right. yeah. it yeah.
2: It was delightful.
0: So, production facts. I really didn't look anything up, but as we know, uh, this movie was made in loving tribute to Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. And Anton Yelchin. Yeah, who they have a really beautiful moment at the end mm-hmm. where they acknowledge... Yeah, You know, obviously the script was complete. The movie was basically completed when he passed away. Mm. Um, but they acknowledge um, his passing in a, in a really poignant moment, too, that I thought was beautiful. Yeah,
2: that was recently, right? A couple months ago. It was, yeah. yeah. It was before the release
1: of the movie. Very tragic accident, but, yeah. Yeah. But it would have helped a
0: talented all guy.
2: shot. And, yeah. yeah, he plays Chekhov, mm-hmm. right? And he was great. Yeah. In the movie. He's a good, he's a side character. He's yeah. not doesn't have a significant role, but the role he did have was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always enjoyed. I only so. I should probably clarify. I never saw Into Darkness. Mm. I only ever saw the first J.J. Abrams one, like nine years ago, whenever it came out. Yeah. And this one. Yeah, me too. So, but I always did enjoy when Chekhov was on the screen. I thought he's a great character. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And of course, Leonard Nimoy. Oh man, guy's a legend. Yeah. Who? <laughs>
0: He must be from the some guy from alternate, alternate you know, the guy from Civ 5. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Every time
2: uh, Spock would talk in this movie, I just thought about Data and how Data's a better character than yeah. Spock, Ooh. in my opinion. Ooh, starting some fights the already, no, Zach. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I like Data better, too. They fulfill the same role. But Data's just funnier. Spock's not really. He had a couple like yeah, goose, a, goose and gags in this one. Yeah, he has a a very dry, lines,
1: dry yeah. humor yeah. in this. Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, really, the like, cause he has a joke in the movie where he he misinterprets uh, McCoy saying, "Excuse my language, horse shit."
1: Uh, oh yeah, and, and he's, he's literally talking about shit.
2: Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't know, not what, see why excrement is important in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the punchline of that scene is that he says it. He's like, "To use your parlance, that sounds like." horse shit (laughs) it was like yeah the joke is that spock squares like uh whereas data has a this eagerness to his character like he wants to be more like a human you know which is a much more compelling thing to me i think
1: yeah yeah i agree uh i normally we do patrick's log which is saying what happened the week that it released but since this is present day doesn't really make sense to do that.
0: Hillary Clinton is the right, yeah, y'all <laughs> the first the news. woman, yeah. yeah, nominated for a Pretty major historical, historical week. week. Right, y'all watch the news, yeah. but I
1: do have a correction from a Patrick's oh, log from a couple episodes ago. So I can't remember exactly what episode of Patrick it was, but I mentioned a court case, California v. Greenwood, and what I said was that there's a guy in Laguna Beach, he had drugs in his trash. The cops searched through his trash. And I said that the Supreme Court ruled that that was a violation of his Fourth Amendment rights, that they can't just search through trash. My brother used to be a lawyer. Uh, He listens to the show, and he sent me a text. He was like, you got that backwards. (laughs) Turns out they do not, the court ruled, it's like, yeah, uh, you can search through trash. Yeah, you can do that. When I had said that, it's like they overturned that guy's conviction. No, they didn't. So, if anyone listened to that show and started <laughs> storing all of your heroin in your garbage, don't do that. <laughs> don't take legal advice. Yeah. What was
2: the court's reasoning that you disposed it of it? It was
1: in public, like so mm-hmm. anyone can go through your trash, I guess, if you're mm-hmm. looking for evidence. Like if it's on, it was in the dryer? Or- yeah, it was like on the street. Right. And so he said that that was his personal property, and the court, I guess, decided that they didn't need... Uh, it didn't need a search warrant for it. It didn't violate his Fourth Amendment rights. Gotcha. So, yeah, don't put your trash in the garbage on the street. No, no, put your trash in the garbage on the street. Don't put your... Well, if you don't want people to find your garbage. Oh, no, don't put yeah, drugs. You, you just, you yeah, just Don't put sorry. drugs in your trash. Don't put drugs in, in your trash <laughs> and then put it on the street if you don't want the cops to be able to find it. That's right. also not a very good hiding spot for drugs in the first no, place. No, it Because then ends up shooting up garbage. Right. I mean, just, I would assume, I I don't know, I've... I'm. Never done heroin, but I would assume you'd probably just flush it down the toilet to get rid of it, right? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, was he hiding it or trying to get rid of it? I guess he was trying to get rid of it. It was in this garbage. Well, he would have been... Recycle your uh, Maybe heroin. he just forgot, and he left. <laughs> he was high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got it backwards, so that's the correction. All right. Well, I think we've meandered enough.
0: Yeah. Let's get into Star Actually, Trek Beyond.
1: Into Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. So after the uh, half hour of previews yeah. that we saw... <laughs> A lot of... Bad previews, by the yeah. way. Oh uh, yeah.
0: Every movie is the same movie. Yeah. Some protagonist
2: blows everything up. The Assassin's Creed trailer looked Ugh. terrible. Yeah. Because okay, real quick, the cutscenes are the most annoying part of Assassin's Creed, like the mm-hmm. future cutscenes where you like have to go through that building or whatever. And then I don't want to watch a three-hour cutscene. I want to play as the guy who kills people and like uh the, the, whole, the, concept the whole concept yeah. of I it whole concept of it i saw ubisoft me mad. come across the
0: screen i'm like well here oh, comes a terrible yeah, here movie. comes a video game movie yeah I don't right. know. A little bull had anything
2: to
1: do with this so. I thought it
2: was triple x
0: well how is he back <laughs> that's what makes me so mad
1: about that triple x thing. <laughs> you distracted <laughs> he, the entire theater because you were just cackling the entire time going he's dead he died in the last movie <laughs> he did die
0: was I was I being too loud about that? Yes. That made me really frustrated <laughs> yeah. though because in State of the Union, I'm a big Triple X fan. No, but in State of the Union at the very beginning, uh, uh Samuel L Jackson tells Ice Cube that Xander's dead and they need a new Triple X.
2: See, I was So now he's back from the dead? Maybe like also wasn't Triple X like 15 years ago? Yeah. I was kind of hoping that they would reveal in the trailer that Ice Cube is back too. <laughs> um, and they That'd have to team awesome. up because they're like this is not enough for one triple X. Yeah. We need triple, triple X
0: squared. We need X, 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 <laughs>
1: But after all of that, we finally get to the movie. And again, I have not seen Into Darkness, so I'm not really sure... This you seemed know. pretty
2: self-contained. I didn't see it It seemed either.
1: self-contained.
2: But it was like they're just on a new adventure, right? Right, It yeah. just starts where they're at a mission.
1: Yeah, well, they're replenishing. They got to replenish supplies to go to the Starbase uh, Yorktown.
0: And to be clear, this is not the same characters we know and love from Next Generation.
1: No. It's no, no. all original series it's a. It's a, in another dimension of the original series. Yeah, I believe it's the, they're
0: calling it the Kelvin, the Kelvin dimension now. Kelvin dimension. Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh-huh. I bring this up because one of the first things we see is that Spock in this dimension gets news that Spock in the other dimension has died. Mhm. He's ambassador the, Spock. Ambassador. Is he an
2: ambassador between dimensions?
1: See, I don't know. He kind of served as one in the in the first JJ oh, Like movie. Is that is that his? An, that would be interesting. His beat. It doesn't really explain that. No, I think so. He was
0: ambassador Spock though before that as oh, well. Oh, he was. Yes. Okay. In next gen, he Spock shows up for a bit. And oh, he's Ambassador really? Spock then
1: mm-hmm. is that in the Generations movie that I heard is terrible?
0: No, in the actual series. Oh, in the actual series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, cool. it's a conflict with the Romulans. You're gonna love it, Patrick. All
1: right. So he gets news that he has died, uh, and Kirk is in a bar, or some kind of lounge, where we're talking about his father's death uh, with Bones, and. You know, it's, it's kind of just like sort of introducing all the different characters. Uh, but Bones is kind of a prickly guy. Uh, they're talking about, I guess, what Kirk has been doing with his career, trying to live up to his father's name. Yeah. Uh, because his dad was uh, George Kirk, who is a very accomplished Starfleet officer who, who died on duty. And he's every... Anniversary of his father's death. You know he doesn't. Yeah, and like there's
0: something very it. special about this anniversary. He is officially one year older than his father yes. was when his father passed because it away. is also his birthday. Yeah, yeah. it's the so same day he passed same away.
1: Same day he d- passed right. away. It was,
2: oh man, I already okay. forgot how much is just packed into this movie. There's like, so yeah. much. There's in so this much. Movie. I actually
1: have trouble like talking about the beginning of it because I have to keep in mind all of the shit that happened, and the synopsis that I'm reading doesn't even have much about it but those are the two main important things it's like Mm -hmm. they got to go to the starbase and other universe spock died kirk is thinking about his dead dad and also it's kirk's birthday which remind me that i mentioned it's kirk's birthday because this is important for the end of the movie well it's (laughs) not his
0: birthday yet Oh, he it's doesn't up? like celebrating it See,
1: on his birthday because that's also the day his father
0: died. Oh, so uh, that's why Bones comes in with a couple of drinks and he's like, I know you don't like celebrating oh, it. Let's have a drink
1: a few days earlier. Yeah. The uh, scotch that they steal from Chekhov's locker. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I thought he would have been more a vodka guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how drinking is plays a big role in that first. In that beginning scene, and then in the very end, yeah, everyone's drinking. See, I thought
1: this all happened in one day, <laughs> when they're like, happy birthday at the end. Oh, no. I no, was like, no. what? <laughs> I, I thought that, too, because he couldn't... Well, because they warped, so I thought that it was like, maybe that messed with space-time. Oh. Nope. Oh, okay. It was a few days earlier. Well, so that's the situation we're in. we uh, have also recently collected a new artifact. yes. Oh, I forgot about the beginning of this. Yeah, movie. at the
0: very, very beginning of the movie, it's a very short scene. It's only a couple minutes long. Yeah. Uh, Kirk is standing in front of a, a new species of alien that we've never met yeah, before. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Uh, yeah. Presenting them with a gift, and they don't want this gift. Yeah. They're like, why doesn't the other race want
2: this gift? Yeah.
0: It's hard for me to remember the details. You know what? As I just well.
2: realized that scene is sort of setting up the theme of conflict yeah totally, and what the Federation does, I thought it was just a goofy cartoon scene.
1: it was, yeah, but
2: um, but I just realized that, like so these guys are afraid they don't trust the other race yet. The Federation still has work to do, yes, in getting all the planets on board the idea of unity, yes, so that but that weapon. Or the art of, sorry, the artifact. It's an myself. artifact. No, still. he he
1: does mention it was an ancient weapon. Oh, okay. oh yes, and that they must have stolen at some yeah. point. Yeah, so they get so mad at him that like these little tiny aliens start they, attacking. They, I him. I thought the
0: scene made me laugh. It was awesome because they it made it funny. seem like this they were alien was this huge, like intimidating guard dog looking thing, like kind of like a part uh, bulldog. Yeah, part, but deer i don't know
1: when they finally zoom in and they're attacking him they're incredibly small they're like
0: the size of my dog which is yeah but you
1: know they (laughs) it was kind of a futurama type it was it was a futurama type oh yeah totally but you know they warp uh kirk back and you know that's how we get to the intro of the movie that's when we find out oh you know ambassador spock died that's when it gets to kirk talking about his dead dad and they're on their way to the Starbase Yorktown. Mm -hmm. One of the things that Spock brought up is, uh, so we see the Starbase when they finally get to it out of the warp. The warp looked beautiful, by the way. I really like how they do it. It looks like it goes through water. Uh, It looks really cool. The entire movie is very visually
0: visually pleasing. Cameron never stops moving. Oh, yeah,
1: that was an annoying part. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I kind of like that because it feels like you're on a ship. Yeah, they, totally. I mean, they were kept, oh, okay. they were constantly under attack, and it was, like, listing the whole time, and they had the artificial gravity. So yeah, that I, makes, I, I, I buy keeps... that
2: for the space scenes, but then when they were on the planet... Oh, yeah, that was still, Every establishing shot was, like, yes. looping around.
1: Right. That was very disorienting. It, it there was. was
2: one where they're, like... There was an establishing shot where the camera's moving, and while well, they're walking across the bridge, and then they walk into a room where the, now they have to be on a set, so the camera's static, and I just felt like it was too flashy for its own good.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I had mentioned this to Patrick before we went in there. The pace of this movie is going to blow our minds because of how much next gen we've been watching. <laughs> yeah, which next gen, the camera only moves a little bit. Yeah, there's plenty of just like static camera. You know, two talking heads. Well, it was a TV show. Yeah, and then this, it's like wham, 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 yeah. wham the whole time. Yeah,
1: but yeah, so they they approach the base, which looks like Deep Space Nine, kind of, except there's a big like glass sphere mm-hmm. and. Uh, Spock explains that the reason that it's in space is because the Federation would violate neutrality if they decided to put it on an, uh, one planet rather than another. So they had to build this huge thing out in space to avoid pissing off anyone in the Federation. Right. Because yeah. it would it's kind of like how deciding to put an army base is like, oh, well, you know, N- Montana may want it, but Nebraska may want it, and they're going to, like, fight over... So they just built this huge thing out in the middle of nowhere. That must be like... Must have cost oh, a quadrillion yeah. dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know money isn't really a thing in Star Trek. But right. Like, yeah. it is. Enormous. Or, but, or just the
2: materials, where they get the materials to build enough to cover an entire planet.
1: You know, they just got replicators. <laughs> just replicators. Like, replicate me at a huge star base. See, that I don't fits think a there's people. replicators yet. Oh, really?
0: In this Kelvin universe, I've seen nothing replicated. Have you? So,
1: I have not, no.
2: Well, they, uh, they had to construct
1: the new enterprise entirely out of. Uh, I, they still do that though in the in regular Star Trek though. They have construction areas, don't they? Yeah, totally. Okay. They've yeah, they have like repair bays and everything. Yeah. I'm just I don't know if
0: there's replicators. Mm. Oh well, that would completely change their economy. There hmm. must be. Yeah. There. Otherwise, anyway, this is yeah. Anyway, okay. this, this is, is hung up on. well, one the thing they
2: don't want to piss off the Federation by renting space on a planet, but they had to get mine those materials from somewhere yeah there's some underhanded
0: contracts
1: this isn't yeah they don't really get into it but (laughs) i did really like the way the starbase looked you know the camera kind of sweeps through it it's really cool they have like all these uh uh, enormous rings that people live on which is i guess how the gravity works and uh the skyscrapers and all this shit uh built inside this self-contained bubble There's a shot
2: where a guy goes, stands in front of a thing that says public transport and hits a button and and it beams him. Yeah. And that's a thing that like ever since I was a kid, I wish we had. Oh, yeah. I I wish we had that now. Yeah. So I could go like stand in my house and like go to mall and end up in the mall,
1: you know. Instead of waiting on the Western bus. Uh, And they still had trains though. Yeah. They still had trains. They had teleporters. They had trains, trains. also teleporters. Yeah. Uh, We also notice, uh, so everyone is like on shore leave for this time and they're, you know, meeting their families and loved ones. Uh, Two things that we learn, uh, Spock and Uhura have broken up. Yep. Uh, Uhura has a necklace that belonged to Spock's mother, and she tries to give it back to him. He said, you know, it's not Vulcan tradition to return a gift. So that necklace is going to be important later. So they split up. But then we find Sulu uh, has a partner. It's a male partner. Yeah. And it's no big deal in this universe, obviously. And they have a kid, and that was, you know, a nice little Easter egg. But I did find an interview with Mm Takay, And he was not entirely comfortable with them uh, making the character gay, even though he's like, yeah, it's nice. You know, George Takay is obviously, he is is a gay man in real life. But his point was, since they connected these universes, George Roddenberry didn't write Sulu as gay. He would, and... They connected those universes. He's like, what does that mean for Sulu and the other Well, it's also like they
2: were clearly just... It it seemed like they made him gay because George Takei is gay.
1: Yeah, and and George Takei's point when he was like, I'm a gay man. Not every character that I play is gay. I'm an actor. Sometimes I play a straight man. So I totally
0: understand his response, but I think this movie is full of slight nods that's, to the yeah. real world, and I think that's what they were attempting to Right, make, and it right? is important. Like, even the whole idea that Ambassador Spock has passed away, it's because Leonard letter Nimoy passed away. So they're, they're making, like, comments on current-day yeah. real culture. It
1: fit 100% with the movie. I think right. Takei was just uncomfortable with it for that reason, and I understand his reason. I, I think it was cool that that was in the movie because we hadn't really seen a gay character yet, and it makes sense for the Federation with like, yeah, you know, this is of course, an right. egalitarian society. Of course, yeah. That would exist. Why doesn't that exist? And yeah. so they included it as like,
2: no big deal. You know what I will say though, I in, I liked seeing it in the movie too. Because I think the reason that maybe Takei was, so is because it feels sort of shoehorned in there. Like as, yeah. an, as a nod rather than an important story element.
1: Right, yeah. Because he, he did bring that up too. He's like, well, why not make more people, yeah. you know, gay yeah, exactly. That, that would make more sense.
2: They show his family. Like, that's what he cares about. That's what he misses. That's why he does all this. Yeah. And he has, like, a picture of his daughter on his con- controls or whatever. But then there's a shot, like, when the space station is being attacked. Wait, spoiler <laughs> alert. No, I, yeah. Oh, God. What a, what a spoiler at every five minutes. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, they have a shot of his husband or partner uh, carrying their the daughter. child running, yeah. And it was like, okay, well, that's the stakes for Sulu, I guess. But it's like, I never, they just like, that was there to remind us. And it's like, we never really feel that his family is in danger. Yeah. And Sulu never says that he's concerned about his family or anything like that.
0: Yeah. But I also think
2: uh, in this movie, they don't go into personal relationships
0: at all. Not at all. Like, it's not even a subject for any character. Right. Right, So
2: why is Sulu's?
0: uh, Right. It is kind of strange. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know, it feels a little... Like, if it's coarse. not going to be a
2: story element, do we even really need the information?
0: Yeah, agreed. I, I, again, it feels a little, like, a, a little bit too strong of a wink at the camera.
2: Yeah, but... But it is, not, it it is, is, it is nice. It is nice. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Or, like, they, they have a thing about how there's romance on the ship.
1: Yeah, they and they had that at the beginning of the movie, and it was all, like, straight people.
2: Yeah, they, that could have been an opportunity to have yeah. some... Yeah, some uh, gay relationships or yeah. something other than interspecies-like cliches. Yeah, they had
1: an <laughs> inter-alien relationship, but yeah. it was still straight. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: But anyway, so you know, we, we see all this establishing shots of the Starbase. Kirk tries to apply for a promotion for Vice Admiral, and I, the rest of the crew doesn't know about it. He almost has a conversation with Spock about it, but they don't, so... He may get off the ship. And Spock got has,
2: has his own thing. Spock
1: has his own thing that he wants to do, but he mm-hmm. doesn't tell Kirk about it either. And we as the audience don't know. We yeah. as the audience don't know what Spock wants to do, but we know that Kirk, this may be his last mission uh, on the Enterprise. But all of this is interrupted because there's some escape pod hurtling towards uh, the Starbase. <laughs> God, we're not even to the inciting incident I know, yet. <laughs> yeah. There's... <laughs> some it came from some nearby nebula it's like adrift a and there's uh, this alien that they've never seen the species before, her name is Kalara, and she says that her, her old ship is stranded on the planet Ultimid which is way past this nebula they can't get to, they can establish no contact through it.
0: Their sensors can't go through yeah, their it their so sensors they know can't nothing about through. it.
1: Perfect
0: uh, for Star Trek.
2: right? See I even thought when this was happening at the time I was like so they're just going to send their best ship to, well, no, they they to just believe
1: this girl but they always do that they always do that it's a rescue mission and they explain why they have to send the enterprise it's the only one with uh, scanners strong enough to get through the nebula every other ship that tries to do it might be destroyed no or to the end of the movie when Except that other at the ship end of the comes movie when they find so but this is why they send their their best ship is because it has the best sensors yeah. and it's got to go through the nebula Rescue Kalara's uh, ship and her crewmates, and bring them back home. So Kirk volunteers. He's like, "All right, well, this is what I signed up for, so I'm going to do it." Even though after they get through the nebula, this is important. They cannot establish contact with the Federation because they can't send any contact through the nebula. Yeah, which is again perfect. So this they are going beyond contact. But not uh, beyond contact, <laughs> right? Yeah, because they're able to come back at the end. No, isn't that it's not a spoiler alert? Yeah. Oh.
0: I just said like
1: ten seconds ago. Man, this is one hundred percent spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I think this setup is great. I think it's it's classic
0: Star Trek.
2: It felt very much like an episode, yes. of Star Trek. Like we've got the first movie where we set up these this new universe. The second movie tried, from what I hear, just tried to be too ambitious with mm-hmm. Khan and everything. Then this one's just like, you know what? We're just going to tell a story that is like an episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Where there's just like three beats. Um, Like I can imagine this just being a two-hour next-gen episode, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But after they get through the nebula, it turns out the nebula wasn't the dangerous part. Uh, They are met with this like swarm of... Vehicles that initially it looked like one ship but it turns out it's just thousands upon thousands of like these fighter planes that are moving in, in like kind of a school of fish and attacking the enterprise. These things are awesome. Yeah, it is it is epic. They this, could not have done this on It's Next like Show. a 5 minute scene yeah. of just like them just wrecking the enterprise. Bam bam. bam. And yeah, and people people they just go right wreck. into the so side they, of the so ship. They, they
2: pierce the hull and then yeah. the ship once they pierce the hull they can open, open it up, up and, and like marines
1: come out. Yeah. And it's yeah. just it is legitimately terrifying cuz yeah. once again Enterprise security is awful. Yes. Uh, Someone asked on Twitter for me to rate uh, enterprise security. Just solid F. Uh, yeah, again,
0: an F here as well. Yeah.
1: yes. There is yeah. one part where they like they set up an ambush for these guys, and they you know they nab a couple of them with phasers, uh, but then they're all immediately just destroyed. They just cut them, you know, cut through like oh, you hot mean security of ab-
2: ab- like the military personnel. Yeah. aboard?
1: Oh, they're horrible. They all get mm-hmm. killed immediately. But I they, all, see... they had gun. They had rifles. They had rifles. Yeah. Is that is the first time we've seen rifles like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, but no, in TNG, I think in some of the movies, don't they have? Yeah, rifles? they do. You know, you're right. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen them, but I know that yeah that it exists. You know it was, what I want to see?
0: want to see the federation versus stormtroopers and see who hits more because <laughs> no they're horrible like, yeah they always they constantly those types of showdowns
1: but it, it it's a very epic battle scene it, it, it's pretty long and emotionally exhausting because yeah. like you see a lot of people die yeah the ship gets tore up and they're in a constant state of crisis on the bridge i won't bore you with the details of all the stuff that they're trying to do but they're trying to keep power. Parts of the ship keep getting cut off by like these swarms of things that kind of look yes. like bees. Some of it was a little confusing to follow,
2: but the big set pieces where they were like, they were like, oh, sir, the, the ship is trying to get away, and he's like, cut its throat. And so then the ships can form a knife by systematically slicing through things. Yeah. And that it, was really it cool. It cuts the oh, saucer awesome. from the rest of the yeah. ship. Yeah. The The design of these ships was like the first time in the movie where I was just like generally impressed at yeah. the new ideas. And it was cool because
0: it's almost always like another ship, big ship versus a big ship and they square off and they talk for a long time and yeah. start shooting at each other. This, this had no just, um, element of that. Yeah, Shields didn't matter at right. all. It was just right into it. The Enterprise is shooting away like crazy, but it's yeah. only hitting individual ships. And so it's, and it's there's so many almost, them, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But there
1: are a couple things that we learn about this. So there's a leader of these guys, this guy named Crawl. He speaks English. He, yes. he, go, he fights uh, Kirk physically, and he knows Kirk. Yeah. Which is weird. How? Yeah, and he's looking for the artifact, which is the, that thing from the beginning mm-hmm. of, from the of the very first movie. scene. But yeah, the very first scene that was kind of a joke and we thought wouldn't matter. Turns out that artifact thing... Does matter, and this guy, Crawl, wants it. Mm -hmm. So it ends up the Enterprise saucer is crashing to Earth, and there's a lot of stuff that happens. Uh, A lot of explosions. A lot of explosions. What you mainly need to know is everyone escaped on these escape pods. Some of them got attacked. There's one part where Bones and Spock take over the ship that attached to their escape pod and fly it back to the surface of this planet. Everyone is scattered. Yes. So, the main characters have survived in escape pods or on the saucer that crash lands. Several of the escape pods have been captured, yes. though, on the way. So, they yeah.
0: did survive, but
1: they're now in enemy They're hands. in captivity. Yeah. yeah. But, I believe it's Spock and Bones. They crash land in that ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spock
0: has a piece of metal me- the stuck in him,
1: and yep. like Bones has to take it out surgically. Scotty... Uh, has crash landed in an escape pod on his own, and Chekhov and Kirk are in the saucer that uh, crash lands. Yes. And everyone else is uh, in captivity.
2: Yeah, and uh, Kirk and Chekhov are also with Kerala.
1: Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Kerala, the alien that led them there to try yes. to get her crew. Oh, yes. And she's starting to act suspicious because, obviously... Kirk, uh, he, you know, he's kind of pissed that, like... I'm sorry, we have yeah. to back up for one second. Yeah. We need to talk about this artifact and what happens
0: with it. Oh. Because they're fighting for it on yeah. the ship, and Kroll and Kirk are fighting for this artifact. We don't know what Kirk does with it, but we do know uh, he sees uh, a new enzyme that we haven't met before, and he asks her for help. And that's but we see that cutscene and I think that's really important. I don't remember what oh, her yeah. name was. Um oh, yeah, the
2: ensign. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: just because that artifact that comes back later and it's very important. I just did I just wanted to make sure we covered that the artifact right now, we're not quite sure where it is. We know Kroll doesn't have it. Yeah, and you know what? And it's probably not on Kurt.
2: You know what? Um Following where the artifact was, it
1: was actually very difficult. Because super difficult. There's a point where it's
2: they're constantly fighting over the MacGuffin. Yeah, Yeah, and like a MacGuffin is a good plot device, but a scene you don't want to focus on it in a scene. And like so, when and he was like he like I thought he had it in his hands, and then there was a point where he slid down the thing, and then just in the negative space from when he jumps off the saucer onto the into the foreground, there was something that looked like. It could be this artifact falling in the background. Yeah, and there was so sort of, I was just there were points in the movie where I was visually I was confused. they were just playing hot potato
1: with this thing, and yeah. I, I could not keep track right. of where it was.
0: But anyway, it's not in the enemy's hands. Yeah, and Kirk seems to know where it is, but he's not
1: telling. He's anybody. not telling. So it's a secret where the artifact is. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know what the term MacGuffin is, it is a term for an object of importance in a movie, like a physical object. And it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, I think Hitchcock came up with it. Alfred Hitchcock came up with it. So the artifact is the MacGuffin in this movie. Yeah. And they fight over it. It disappears. We don't know where it is. We just know that Kral does not have it. So everyone's on the planet. They've crash landed. They're scattered. Uh, Most are in captivity except Chekhov and Kirk, Bones and Spock, and Scott, who escaped in a... uh, Found out that was a proton torpedo casing.
2: Oh. He uh, climbed
1: inside and launched himself out, which you would not be able to do in TNG because no you're like, going at the speed of light. See right. that wasn't clear in the movie. It wasn't at all. I thought it was an escape I was pod. like,
2: why is he wearing an oxygen mask and everyone else? It was a, it was because it was a torpedo. Well, that would have been cool for him that to say. That would have been cool
1: if we knew what that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe he said it, but it was impossible it was to so much. follow all of the yes. action and I'm sorry that's why all of this uh like summary is disjointed because it was very, very hard to follow the action. Yeah, totally. It, there was so much shit going on.
2: And you know what? This was directed by Justin Lin, who made Fast and the Furious 7, which I saw and really enjoyed. One of the reasons Fast and the Furious 7 is so good is that the action is extremely easy to follow. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot is going on, but that it's, it's so well choreographed that you always know where you are in relation to everything. And this one, I felt like, especially that battle on the ship when it was being assaulted, and they're fighting over the MacGuffin, and they're trying to like the ship is falling apart around them, and they're trying to escape pods. I was like, "There's too much going on, yeah, and yeah. none of it is clearly laid out for me."
0: I think that this movie was made for eighteen-year-olds who are young <laughs> enough to keep up with all this action. I yeah, I know
2: my old brain. Yeah, came my, out I, of just, it.
0: I felt like my father in it. Like I wait, still enjoyed it. What? I great, oh, no, oh, is, I love this movie. It's not a
2: complaint, really. It's just
0: like you, there's no way to recap everything that happened in that fight scene even though, and, but everything so the,
1: the, the problem is that everything that happened was so important for the rest of the plot yeah but i lost track of what the fuck was happening <laughs> right 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 <laughs> anyway uh scott has landed he gets assaulted by like these i guess they're natives of the planet uh even though they were said when they scanned it that there weren't any he gets assaulted by these people that have like sticks and stuff and someone named jayla who is another alien uh she's got like black stripes on a white face or something. Yeah, she's all over the poster. She does like Kung Fu shit on them. Uh, she has some kind of image refractor that makes her appear in several different places yeah, at once. It is awesome. It is awesome, and she beats the crap out of them. And there's a very funny, like... I, th- I like the chemistry that they had. They were mm-hmm. very funny.
0: Yeah, Simon Pegg did a great job. Simon
1: Pegg did a great job. Yeah. It. And it, so he also wrote the screenplay.
0: Right, and so there's some really great lines and that was a this whole movie. There's um, some yeah. great... I like that character. Yeah. It
1: was yeah. a nice character. And...
2: Uh, oh, it was... Okay, she used an image refractor. There was a point where I was just like, "Did she just conjure two of her friends?" No, using that's what I thought at first. And it turns balls? out it's just a, <laughs> it
1: turns out it's just an illusion. But the thing that we notice is she knows what the Federation patch is. She knows how to speak English or whatever language that they speak at this point. Common. And he asks, "Well, wh- where would you learn that?" And she says, "I learned it in my house." And she recognizes all the symbols of the Federation. Hmm. And they strike a deal basically that she says you need to help me fix my house uh to get off the planet and we find out later she is living in a federation vessel the USS Franklin and in return she will help Scott uh Scotty find their his friends yep so you know he's found an ally and we'll see a lot more of her later uh, this is also where Spock and McCoy Crash Land and you know he's gotta pull a shard of metal out of Spock. They hate each other. I forgot that they hated each other.
0: Yeah, well they love they have hate each other. Begrudging respect. Yes, exactly.
1: But make fun of each other all the yeah. time. And uh, you know because well, like, Bones is
0: emotional. Yeah. And uh, yeah. They're they're just polar opposites.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I I, I like the back and forth between mm-hmm. Jayla and Scotty and Spock. Yeah, this is where that horse shit scene This is is. where the horse shit scene was. It was very funny. You know
2: what? Did I complain about it earlier? I don't know if you were complaining. It was fun. No,
1: it was was also funny. Oh, I was just
2: saying that Data is funnier. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it was still funny. Yeah, it was
1: great. But then we also cut to this uh, kind of like a prison camp. And way more Federation people survived than I thought. They're all being like led into pens and stuff by people that look like crawl. Uh, and you know what? they? There
2: was like, it looked it was
1: cavernous when yeah. they were taking them. Because they're underground. Oh, well, they're kind of like in this ravine sort of So thing. when yeah. they were
2: doing the scans earlier
0: in the movie, they were like, oh, there's no huge subterranean network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I assume they were.
2: Okay. Okay. But then. See, a lot of information really quick. Okay. But wait a second. Don't they, in the rescue mission, they just beam like 80 people on board who are in that pen, right? But well, they, they were,
0: broke out of the pen. Remember, they broke out and then they went to that launch pad area. No, yeah, yeah, I know, but but
2: what all the people that were underground in all these underground caverns were they rescued too?
0: W- yeah. Well, we're told
2: yes, but we don't see them leave the underground. cavern. How caverns, they rescue but them in five minutes? They rounded
0: them all up and they went up <laughs> to the surface.
2: I think they just forgot that they were. <laughs> yeah.
0: On. No, because uh, Kirk clearly asks. Is everybody on board? And Scotty goes,
2: yes. Yeah, but there were hundreds and hundreds of people. And we could do it 20 led, at a time. Being yeah. led through cavernous tunnels. But then the rescue mission was just they unlocked the gate. Out, outdoors. Yeah. They're outdoors. They're locked in a pen with 50 people.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
2: I just—it's just like what? the
0: geography gets—it gets confusing again because it's so much and so quickly going by. Yeah.
2: And also, they said like there's no life forms on Earth, but then it's like there's scavengers and there's abundant yeah. plant life. And it
1: turns out all of the life forms are people that have crash landed on this wow. planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Crawl, who's the big bad guy? You know, he's this green alien-looking dude with a bunch of ridges. Uh, there's a lot. Like he's a menacing figure, but there's something. That's weird about him. He looks kind of
2: like Ivan Ooze <laughs> from the Power Rangers movie.
1: I don't... Doesn't he? I never he saw totally that. He totally does. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. I was like, how come alien, like evil aliens are always, they got bad teeth?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well,
0: I was thinking about that, the teeth thing too. We knew... I'm sorry. What was her name? Uh, she had the black and white... Jayla. 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 We knew Jayla's a good guy. Because she has regular teeth. Because she's got nice looking teeth. Good characters never have nasty teeth. <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, but then at least not in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know bad guys always have the, like yeah. the grossest fucking mouths. They, they smoke mouth. and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, anyway, he is uh, you know he's trying to menace Uhura and Sulu into like revealing where this thing is, and he kills two people that are like tied up by like draining their life energy out of them. One of the things that happens to him is like he his skin gets smoother. It was yeah. covered in all these ridges after he drains stuff from the humans. He he gets smoother.
0: Yeah, the stuff you're seeing in all the posters and, and previews and stuff, it's is that first form we see right. him in, but his form changes. Changes, mouth. yeah. See,
2: he, yeah, and I didn't really notice his form was changing a lot. Mm. Um, he's
1: like covered in horns at first, and yeah. then he he gets smoother. He looks yeah. more like Idris Elba, who is playing yeah. this guy. And
2: by the end, he has very nice teeth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he got he's turning into more of a good guy. So yeah, okay. Sort of, Right.
2: So, spoilers. Let's just talk can we talk about this guy's power? Like, yeah, of course. He uh, so he he grabs them and he's absorbing their life energy and it physically transforms him, right? Because uh, apparently there's some technology on the planet that allows him to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, okay. So now, it lets him live forever. It, it becomes more human like. But is that because he av- absorbs the look of the people of whatever
1: species race he? Is absorbing from he? It's he makes them older because during the battle they find this guy who's been like aged and he's still alive, but then he dies pretty much immediately. He is making them age and making himself younger somehow, but it yes. also changes his appearance back to human, which is what he originally was.
2: But so, why did he look like that? Was it because I, there I, was another race of aliens that that's he was what doing? I think. It before? I think he was like
1: vampiring a bunch of these other aliens that were on there. He, they, That's my assumption. He as kind well. of yeah. looked
2: like the race of scavengers that attacked Scotty. Yeah. So presumably they were the last ones who he was uh, right, there
0: siphoning life. There by. weren't yeah. ample humans there.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we clear so, that up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he tries to do the same thing to Sulu to make him give up where the artifact is. Uh, and then uh, this woman Syl, who's an alien who has this kind of like weird claw hair thing, opens up the claw hair and it Oh, that's where the artifact has been. This that's old. the end it. In her hair, she right? hit it in her hair. Yeah. Uh,
0: and I can't believe she revealed it so easily.
1: Yeah. So, in th- this whole bit, this is where we find out what it is. Crawl reveals that this is the final piece of a bioweapon, this ancient weapon. And he wants to unleash it on Starbase Yorktown. And he tests it out on Syl, who everyone points out is like, she just gave you what what you wanted and it like turns into this like s- black swarm that just dissolves her completely and i, I got to admit it was actually a pretty like brutal scene no horrible yeah like the there was a lot of violence in this yeah yeah
2: he like built like a basically a gas chamber A gas yeah, chamber to yeah. test he
1: put it. someone in a gas chamber and they dissolve yes yeah yeah and uh-huh.
0: that's what i was thinking uh when he finally built this weapon i was like yeah it's just like <laughs> just gas yeah like that what we- that kind of stuff exists now yeah, like it's not right. That. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, not that powerful. Oh, of a it's weapon. chlorine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. And even the whole climax at the end. It's like, yeah, someone could try to do something. Some, like anyone, that this, you right can now. do this at
1: any point. Yeah, that's not future
0: technology yeah. by any means. You could have achieved that same goal in a lot
2: easier method. Right. Than what you did. It was a bio weapon. Oh,
0: yeah. But just go make a bio weapon. Instead yeah. of Hunting the entire universe for all these parts of this ancient relic. Just get a bio weapon. You yeah. know what?
2: So they exist. So, um, he had this bioweapon, right? And I thought that it could, like, scale because he put it in the door in for that gas chamber, right? And, like, it goes in and then it comes back. It just kills one person. What I thought was he was going to do was, like, he had a massive core thing in his in his uh, hideout or whatever or even on a ship where he would put it into it and it would just make it a massive right swarm. But it, apparently the, it's just, like, the swarm wasn't... I guess it would, could have gotten big if it goes in the ventilation system. Right? But that's
0: the same as a canister of mustard gas.
2: Right. Yeah. the The weapon could have been anything. Yeah. And instead, it was just kind of like, uh, oh, it's just no, gas. It a, a, yeah.
1: yeah. A gas tank. Yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of dumb.
0: Instead of spending all of those years, like basically a hundred years, we find out trying to assemble this thing, he could have he could have taken care of his problem a lot quicker. Yeah. Uh.
2: Also that swarm of things was going to do way more damage than yep. the bioweapon He could have would. just
1: destroyed it with that. <laughs> he could have just destroyed it. But until we find it out. was sabotage, Right. right. <laughs> but then we find out that, uh, so Kirk and Chekov, they're, they're back with that alien Kalara who led them here in the first place. Kirk forces her to admit that they led the Enterprise into a trap. And then she says, well, no, I had to. crawl. promised me that, she would, that he would uh, free my crew in exchange for you because the Enterprise had the artifact on it. Uh, And they're like, well, we got to find the rest of our crew. Our tricorder range doesn't have the sensors to do it, but if we can activate the bridge on the Enterprise, we should be able to scan and and find everybody. So they go back to the crash saucer, and then Kirk is like pretending to go get the artifact, because he knows where it is. And Kalara suddenly turns on him and calls in for crawl, oh, she's been in league with him the whole time. Like, I don't, know, I don't really understand why that needed to happen. I just figured out
0: something that had been bothering me. What? I'll wait till later. Okay. Wait, what? Well, they said, you know, when we figure out who crawl is, that he landed with a couple of crewmates. Oh. Like, who are the crewmates? She was she's one, one of them. them. Okay, that makes sense. And yeah, so Boom. she was. Now she suddenly makes sense. Right. Yeah. So she Wait, was. In, she was. She was a his, human. She was a human. She was one of his crewmates. We'll get into it when we'll we. Get we'll it get into it
1: later. In. So uh, what they're trying to do is, I guess, ignite the fuel on uh, on the saucer section mm-hmm. to ignite the rockets to get it to move. Yeah. It ends up just flipping it over, and Chekhov and Kirk escape, but it flips over and lands on Clara and kills her. Uh, she just stands there. She just stands there and lets it like (laughs) fall. Uh, it also kills like a bunch of the other like drone troopers. Uh, and it was a pretty cool scene.
2: Yeah, it was
0: awesome. Yeah. Oh, it did have one of my uh, least favorite moments in the movie. What's that? When he takes the phaser and he blasts out the main view screen. Oh yeah. So doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because. That means that a
1: simple phaser could, could blow up, could, yeah, the kill the entire officer, uh, yeah. yeah, commanding officers.
2: Yeah, but uh, you know, it's like it's like a car where or a school bus. You can break it from <laughs> the inside. You can only break it from the inside.
0: That's uh, so stupid. It's still <laughs> stupid. Well, and
2: also, uh, I just was
0: watching, it and I'm like, what? Yeah, one phaser shot blows out this window, and they go flying through it. It's like that's that's like the weakest point in the ship. This is like that hole on the Death Star, but it's
1: huge.
2: Yeah, haven't we talked about how the Next generation enterprise appears to only have a video screen. Yeah, and I don't does. think it do yeah, Not they a, window. They don't have a window. Yeah,
1: and, and this one they have a window that has computer displays in it. But yeah, he just blew it up with the phaser, and that's how they escaped the ship. They slide yeah. down the saucer after that, which that part was awesome when they were that sliding was down cool. the saucer. But yeah, I agree. But how does
0: it's like this glass is so weak, and it's literally exposed to the deepness of space. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But uh, so then we we go back to Spock and McCoy, and they have this conversation where Spock is telling McCoy about how he discovered Spock Prime's death, and it made him think about a lot of stuff. He broke up with Uhura because, you know, after Vulcan was destroyed in the first movie, he kind of felt that he needed to repopulate the world with Vulcan, so he should be with another Vulcan. Mm -hmm. And this caused a lot of dread with him and, you know, second-guessing. And he was going to tell... Kirk at the beginning, that he was going to take another role within the Vulcan civilization. He would leave Starfleet. So that's what we know uh, about him. So both of them are both thinking of, of leaving Both of them were Starfleet. thinking of leaving. Well, but, Kirk wasn't leaving Starfleet, yeah, but, he, but he was command. the Enterprise He was leaving anymore. the Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, but this conversation is interrupted because those little ships come in to try to get them. And uh, I thought there was the funniest line of the movie Uh, So they don't know this, but Scott and Jayla are working on the transporter on the USS Franklin, and they're trying to zero in on their location so they can transport them onto the Franklin right as Bones and Spock are surrounded by these ships. So we think that they're going to die and McCoy says, "Well, at least I'm not going to die alone." And then Spock is immediately transported onto the Franklin. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, typical." Yeah. But, but yeah. then he gets transported and they're fine. Yeah, uh, So that's Except the their insights funny.
0: hurt because the old transporter was a cargo transporter. Only worked on cargo. They yeah. had to
1: recalibrate it and they didn't want to transport them at once in case they got spliced. Right. <laughs> which would have been horrifying.
0: <laughs> I believe Bones yeah. even says that.
1: So now everyone has found their way to the USS Franklin, which is this old starfleet ship that landed on this planet a while back jayla has made it her home she's camouflaged it with these like image refractors that she's been using and uh there is a part where she's listening to public enemy on the ship which i thought was pretty cool because what always bothered me about star trek tng is the entertainment that they listen to sucks yes (laughs) they just listen to like not even classical music just like synth you know so now it's possible
2: that just the taste of the crew sucks. Yeah, that could, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that could like be true. That music still exists. They could just be
1: a bunch of like nerds that hate <laughs> rap or something like that. But Jayla loves rap, and they're listening to it on the on the bridge of the Franklin. And that plays a crucial it plays role a in crucial the movie. role later. Yeah. Uh, so Kirk Chekhov, and and Jayla are all on this uh, ship, and this is their base of operations for infiltrating the camp. Jayla is not down with this idea at first because it turns out. So, did we talk about how Kirk found the place? Oh, uh, I don't think so.
0: Yeah. So, sorry, like Kirk. Yeah, go ahead. Because we were. I thought we were at the part where Bones and uh, Spock just got teleported in. Yeah.
1: He, he found Kirk it com- before.
0: Kirk yeah, found it before. He just they just found it. They just found they it. They just found it. They yeah. fell into a trap and then they found it. Yeah, this so okay. yeah,
1: so Jayla sets up a bunch of traps everywhere. It's yeah. set off and they found out, "Oh, that's just Kirk and uh yeah. and Chekov. Yeah. And so so they're, they're all there now. They're all so united. Yep. They're planning to invade Crawl's base. Yes. Jayla grew up there. Uh, this is like some kind of prison camp. She doesn't want to go back because her father died fighting Crawl off to let the rest of his family escape. And so she has a lot of bad memories. Scotty convinces her, you know, like we're stronger in unity. That, that's the whole theme here. Mm-hmm. Every time crawls on the screen, he talks about uh, we're better through struggle and sacrifice. And yeah, the that's Federation, his motivation. that's his motivation. And the Federation is like, no, we need to be united. So they unite this team. They set it up so that I think the transporter can now transport up to 20 people. So if they break into the base, they need a diversion. And they find the diversion, there's this old motorcycle that's on the... yeah.
0: And when they break into the base, they they have to use a booster pack, essentially, to get people out. They have to be holding this booster pack for them to be
2: teleported. Now, so the diversion is Kirk on that motorcycle... Using the image refractors to make, like, 50 of him on a motorcycle. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it, it was a metaphor for the movie itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, for a good diversion, has to have a million fucking things happening yeah. at the same time. Yeah, so, they have, <laughs> th- so
1: the, when they break into the base, they have these image diffractors. Kirk on a motorcycle. It also shoots out, like, this sap thing that's impenetrable. Yep.
0: People get stuck
1: in, That yeah. people get stuck in. It's like, there's, it does three different things, and it's a motorcycle, and <laughs> it's very distracting, which is the point because it distracts all these right. other guys like Jayla's like sniping dudes off. It's a badass scene. Yeah, it's cool. She has a huge fight with this guy and meanwhile they're teleporting everyone onto the Franklin. Yeah. From Yeah. They're teleporting them somehow from miles of subterranean caverns. No, well, they're, now they're, they're, on the surface. they're now they're on the surface. They broke them out. They get uh, so we Just didn't see that we were Yeah, system. after this long battle they're finally on the on the Franklin. The Franklin is able to leave the planet and escape back to the Yorktown but they have to escape to warn them because the swarm is coming. Yes. So they're able to get this like kind of this old-timey ship basically. Yeah. It would be like if the modern navy found a sailing vessel mm-hmm. and was able to captain it. But Sulu's able to do it. Oh yeah. He was awesome. He was too. awesome. Yeah. in this part,
0: yeah, uh, they have to like blow up the side of a mountain, fall yeah. off a cliff, fall off a cliff, and, and then away. shoot up. And wow. yeah, it
1: was a very like thrilling scene. Mm-hmm. But we've just seen like action scene after action scene. Well, I, you have no doubt the that they're ever going to fail. It. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just tired at this point. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty nuts, and I this is where I think. The part that we were confused about because the reason why the Enterprise was able to get through the Nebula is because it has such advanced sensors. They captain this ship that's old and it's able to get through the Nebula no problem. No problem. They just skipped the they Nebula. They just skipped that yeah, part. Yeah,
0: we don't. The Nebula is now something we don't have to deal with. Right. Yeah. But
1: they're at Yorktown. And the swarm is like surrounding oh, this it, thing. Yeah, they're under attack. And we see Sulu's family, and they're, they're trying to find shelter, and everyone else on the, uh, on the ground is trying to find shelter because it's just this massive swarm of fighter uh, vehicles that can and will destroy the Starbase. But on the bridge, they're trying to figure out a way to defeat them. They have old-timey weapons. They got an old-timey ship. There's no way they can do it through that. Uh, but they're able to beam bones and Spock onto one of the enemy swarm things, because they remember they piloted uh, the vehicle. And what they find out is that they behave like bees. Uh, one individual kind of makes decisions for the other individual. they have some kind of like psychic link.
2: Well, they were saying that they're not like bees. because bees act individually, but these Oh, these, these are, act are, like are a, in tandem. So, if yeah. they
1: can disorient them, then it can destroy them. Yes. They try to do it first with, you know, Bones and Spock just flying the ship around and confusing them. It doesn't really work. But they do find through more experimentation, well, high frequency, loud uh, sound will destroy <laughs> them. So they load up uh, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys on the old radio that Jayla had on on the ship put it at exactly the right frequency and when they get close up to the swarm it just like causes a wave of destruction the scene is epic isn't it? it this sounds dumb as hell because it is yeah but it ruled yeah it was like crazy fun and then, and when they get close to the uh, to like uh, the Yorktown Starbase this the, they start to like Pump it through the Yorktown, and it just causes this like huge wave yeah. of destruction, right, right
0: on a, a key point with the screen, where it's like, like "Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. can't stand it." Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know what? So nobody needs to hear me rap the Beastie Boys, but this creates this huge ripple and explosions right. into the Beastie Boys. Why and did? it's a nice callback to uh, Star Trek the the the, the first, the first the JJ series, Abrams yeah, one? Yeah, because um, uh, we know that Captain Kirk's a big classical music
1: slash Beastie Boys fan. Yeah, they call it classical music. Yeah. The, be, because that would make sense, and they would. Because it would be old.
2: <laughs> why were the ships just blowing up? Because... Because the
1: frequency would do that. I don't. Uh, it didn't really explain they why didn't, they would blow up. Because it was only supposed to disorient them. But so that you could
2: pick them off easier.
1: Yeah. And so they were, like, firing into there, but, like... It, that still wouldn't work. Yeah. It, it somehow blew them all up.
2: Yeah, that was very strange.
1: They
0: were colliding. Oh, they were cr- running know. into each other. They were colliding like. into oh, okay. each other. Well, just all one
2: right. shot of a pilot's getting disoriented and crashing into Well they were so close together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just But <laughs> crawl was... No, I got it. I got yeah. what you're saying, but I, I I
0: think they were bumping into each other. I was just yeah. like,
2: okay, your plan worked, but why is why is this the result? That <laughs> you know, that's a, that felt like the, it that was happening so throughout stupid. the movie.
0: It was this whole movie had a lot of really Again,
2: I don't think it's bad because it was like, okay, I'm on board, but it was like it doesn't really logically work no. at all.
1: But uh
2: no no, most of this movie logically will no. fall
0: apart. Or like even as we're describing it, it there's so many things I'm thinking of that I'm like, yeah. "Well, that what? That doesn't make any sense." But that's the thing; it hits you with so much so fast, you don't have you time don't have to, time think, to about think about, about anything. it until like, right now
1: when yeah. we're talking about it. I'm like, wait, <laughs> that part didn't make any sense at all. You
2: know what's crazy is that every time I, like you see a movie like this and you're like, "That doesn't make any sense at all," that's the version that made the most sense. Right out <laughs> right. of all the ideas they had and all the drafts of the script they had. This was the one that was the tightest, and like (laughs) they fixed plot holes to get to this version. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's just amazing, like how 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 awesome it ended up. Stupid these movies are,
1: (laughs) but uh, so Crawl managed to escape. He gets inside of Yorktown, and there's this like chase scene where the enter, not the Enterprise, the Franklin is chasing Crawl's ship, and they like collide near uh, the central complex, and they they had a call to the Death Star. Like because they bring it up on a map and they're like, oh, if he gets to the HQ, it, you know, it could be destroyed, and it like brings it up on this little shitty computer map, and yep. it's like a circle with a little circle inside it, yeah. and there's two ships like headed towards the middle of this one. For it's like, oh yeah, it's the Death Star again. All right, but I thought that was kind of dumb, but it was also really funny, right?
2: Especially in light of uh, the, last the, the last Star Wars movie. Last Star Wars movie where it was like killer, <laughs> yeah, where it was the Death Star. It felt like a, almost a joke yeah. that they would have it be the Death Star, right? But also I was, I was thinking maybe they didn't know that and they were making the movie and someone had to show the art and just no on. one thought, that, you just drew the Death Star, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. But
1: uh, so as all this is going on, Uhura is looking through the Franklin's logs and she, there's a video that is like on a loop and she looks and finds someone that looks like Kroll. And it turns out, uh, you know, this is Idris Elba is playing this guy, uh, Balthazar Edison. And Balthasar Edison was the captain of the Franklin. Year, hundreds of years ago, before the Federation, he was this big military guy. Fought in a war with the Romulans. And when the Federation was formed, he took control of the Franklin. His ship crashed on this planet, and he was abandoned by the Federation.
0: Well, they couldn't hear him through the nebula
1: because the nebula blocked all communication. Mm-hmm. She finds records, and we learn through these, like I guess, videos. I those logs these captain's logs that Edison made. There is no life on this planet, but there used to be. And now the only thing left is this, like this working force of drones. That I guess they're these kind of like living things, sort of, that work in these mines. And he's found some technology that lets him live forever. So we've learned <laughs> the thing that he's sucking people's life force out, that's the technology that he found when he crash landed on this planet. And I guess <laughs> he was like sucking the life out of these drones and that changed him to look like them. And then now that the humans...
0: Landed. No, I think it's the other cause other species have
2: crash have landed. crash landed. Yeah, that's what I said. Like the those scavengers looked like the race that he was oh. cycling from earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> not like in the movie it's like you're like, okay, fine, then yeah, sense. yeah, whatever. But now it's just like that, they have yeah. a technology that makes you live longer. That's all that
1: he explains it <laughs> as. It's and so if I sound stupid. confused when I'm describing this, like I just saw this movie. It's still very confusing how that was explained. And and also it wasn't explained. No, it yeah. ha- all this happens. Also, in the is it like of a fifteen seconds. Yeah, is it a
0: thing on his hands? Because he we just see him grabbing people. Right. And but We also, never see any tech on him.
2: Uhara's discovery. Of that, like, so she lo- She sees. We've seen this tape before. It's sort of like a tape of the ship earlier, and she keeps rewinding it because something catches her eye, and it sort of zooms in on a face. That's the face of Yis-Elba. Um and she's like, "That's him." Right, and She's I was, able to pick it out. And but like, as an audience you know, member, I'm like, what? What? Why do you know? Why do you think that? And it's like, but it turns
1: out to be right.
2: Yeah, is it because of his, his eyes. eyes? It's certainly not because of his teeth. No, no. But yeah. it's his eyes.
1: His eyes look the same. And, and it's like, yeah. but it's
2: like I'm a. I just saw a weird alien dude. Oh, you know I'm what?
1: Not, it was his voice. Because she plays the slows voice. It down. She slows it down, and it sounds just like crawl. Oh. And she matches it, and it's the same. And when she investigates it, it turns out, oh, this is Balthazar Edison, this is his story. And uh, the person that led them in the trap was one of the human crews, like crew yeah, members. Yeah, that's what, see? So That's that, what Pat that, was saying earlier.
0: Yeah, so, because they say it was him and two or three crew members who survived. And we met both crew members are the other main bad guys we run into.
2: Oh, the guy that's fighting. The
0: guy that's fighting, and the...
1: The espionage at the beginning,
2: mm.
0: but all Those the
1: other would have been his. Crew but, but everybody the, else are drones. Everyone else are the the mining drones that yeah. he is refashioned into weapons. Wait, but it yes.
2: wasn't the espionage at the beginning. Didn't she give us a motivation? She, she said that she had, had crash landed earlier. She's lying. She yeah. says she's
0: lying. She's a spy. She's a spy because that's why she tries to steal the MacGuffin. She's been working for Crawl the whole time, and that's right before she dies. They reveal yeah. that. So she must have been a crew member because she's oh, all the only other right. living okay. organs.
2: So she says that excuse once Kirk is mad because of the ambush. Yes. Yeah. Not after she turns on him. Yes. Okay. Cool, yep. cool, cool.
0: So she must have been a crew member and the other dude who we see fight, yeah. the only other face we see. So do the, is the crew, crew
2: members, members also seem to go slightly. Yeah, crazy. they all went insane. They all went the, insane yeah. and they
0: all have this thing that makes their faces look
2: crazy, yep. but
0: makes them live forever.
2: How are you not keeping track of yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> I am it's just you know it's it's like I almost don't like talking about this movie because
1: it makes me like I walked out
2: being like that was pretty good was I, I liked that I liked it I had a great time and now picking it apart just rem- like makes me think of all the things that are stupid about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that it was stupid though.
2: Yeah I know I don't mind either but uh I'm actually enjoying the movie less no. By processing it. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, listeners, if you're having the same experience. Yeah, we're
0: rooting this movie for everybody, because I really did enjoy it when I left the theater. Yeah, I think yeah. it's
2: good. I and I'm it's...
0: still feeling good about it, yeah. but oh boy, there's some stuff that yeah. they just kind of wave of the hand away. And so, again, yeah, here's... this
2: is the tightest, most logical version <laughs> they, could, they came up with over three years. Yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, so one of the weird <laughs> things is about to come up, uh, so, Enterprise and Crawl ship has crash landed. Crawl is looking more like Idris Elba, and he's got the bioweapon. Uh, and he's going to take it to this air vent and put it throughout the entire uh, yeah. Just gotta uh, canister of mustard gas. Yeah.
0: And the same thing would have happened, and you could have so done it 100
1: years earlier. Scotty is like on the ones and twos with the transporter, and Kirk is trying to chase Crawl down. Scotty points out that the gravity is weird near the maintenance tower. So they have like this whole fight scene inside the compartment that leads to the vent, and they're like they don't you can't really tell which way is up. Uh, there's a really cool part where there's like broken glass and it's like orbiting around them. So Crawl's able to like jump into a gravity slipstream and get to this yeah. airlock. It was visually It stunning. was visually very cool, but also kind of disorienting. Yeah. They fight in this airlock, and like there's all this stuff that's set up where it's like, okay, well, if you hit this lever, all the poison is going to go into the Yorktown and kill everyone. But if you hit this lever, both of you will be sucked into space. And it turns out uh, Kirk hits all the levers at all the right time, And it not only makes the bioweapon dissolve, crawl, or Balthazar, but it sucks Balthazar into space. Kirk is about to be sucked into space, but at the last second, that drone ship that McCoy and Spock had saves him, and Spock grabs him and pulls him into the vehicle.
2: Um, Bada bing, bada boom. And and says, says, what would I do without you? What would I do without you? Uh, But before that, so... Uh, Balthazar sees his reflection in an arid oh, piece, piece of broken glass. glass. Yeah,
1: and it was. God, there's so much shit that happened and, in this and movie. And it was like, <laughs> is this a moment where
2: he's supposed to be like, like regret? What have everything I become? Um,
0: I have to acknowledge what Mishi just said in the chat because uh-huh. it's very funny. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very simple. They're all space vampires with magical. Ancient <laughs> <technologies> <laughs> that no one in the future has figured
2: out. Uh, I don't know why Zach is
0: having such a hard time with <laughs> Yeah, Zach. I know. I There's know, only right, five right. different things going on about
1: <laughs> these villains. Is uh, it magic or is it technology? It doesn't though? help that they also look like aliens, but they're secretly people.
2: Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And also, okay. Uh Kral the whole time has this suit of armor. Again, he looks like Ooze, Like to a T. And then He comes out of the ship, and he has a Federation uniform on with his insignia pin. And I think he he stole that. I think he stole that. that. Because he killed
0: a couple crew members before he left, because we found them in the old uh, ship.
2: Right. So he stole it. And that insignia was a new insignia, right? It wasn't the old one. It must have
1: been. Hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Dude, it does make sense.
2: Well, okay, okay, so he sees his reflection in the piece of broken glass, and it's like, okay, is he going to repent now? And maybe he's the one, maybe he says no. No, and like, but he and doesn't. He hits the lever and he goes out, you know? That yeah. would be, but instead he sees his no. broken glass,
1: and a second before Kirk fucking murders him. Yeah, no, you know? it, it. there was no reason for that part to be there. He sees his reflection, and he's, like, almost human. And that—I had the same thought. It's like, oh, he's going to hit the lever to send himself out into space with the thing. And yeah. then, nope, Kirk just kills him. <laughs> There's no point in having that. They just <laughs> no. added it. Because he attacked. Yeah. yeah. I don't—like,
2: don't at this point, I don't care that yeah. he— Yeah,
1: I don't care that he has reflection I'm also tired.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. so
2: tired. I
0: thought they were going to have the last fight on the ship— and nope. we'd be out of there. Like after sabotage, the third. I was like, cool act. ending. Cool.
1: Yeah. And, and also,
2: then, now there's just this bioweapon floating out in space. Yeah. Someone else is going to get this bioweapon. Yeah. maybe in the and Ferengi. It's, and it's been
1: activated. <laughs> yeah. So, like, God, I hope it just went in the nebula and dissolved somehow. <sighs> anyway, uh, Kirk turns down the promotion. He's <laughs> you not. You know be... what?
0: The fourth movie's going to be about. <laughs>
1: yeah. He turns down the vice admiral thing because admirals don't fly. And bones <laughs> leads him. That's all he says. Admirals don't fly, to that. Doesn't no, he needs like adventure. Possible. Yeah, bones leads him to uh, a trap. You know, they thought they were going to go to a bar together, but it turns out everyone's at the bar and they're going to celebrate uh, Kirk's birthday. And this is where they had that line about you know a toast like to people that aren't here, and it cuts to Chekhov. Yeah, because Anton Yelchin died in a tragic accident. Yeah, and um, it's a very nice little It's a nod. nice yeah. little tribute. Uh, yeah. All cool. right
2: guys, we're gonna go into a quick take. We're just gonna get a close up of you in case you die in a tragic <laughs> yeah. accident. Uh it's probably not gonna go in the final cut. But yeah, just to be we're safe. gonna need everyone to
0: do it just. For in case. Just for safety. Just for safety. In case your yeah. Jeep comes out of park right. at the last moment. Jesus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was I was lucky that they got that shot. That was yeah. good. Yeah. It was nice. Um, because it was nice. Uh then then they had this other part. Jayla gets a uh, acceptance into Starfleet Academy. Like they just say, it was like oh yeah, Kirk pulled some strings." Mm-hmm. Is, but Like there's a whole ser- sequence in TNG where they they put Wesley through like psychological torture, and yeah. he still doesn't get it. Yeah. So this is just like, no, Kirk pulled some strings. It's gotten a lot harder over the right. Years. And then so in the first I- movie, like <laughs> Kirk just gets into a fight, and, and then drives on his motorcycle to San Francisco and goes to starfleet, yeah, yeah,
2: maybe the standards have
1: the standards i guess have gotten yeah. really gotten
2: worse after bush space yeah. bush
1: <laughs> space yeah. bush yeah the s p a yeah, but then also Spock uh decides not to go to the new Vulcan colony, so Spock and Uh, both Spock and uh, Kirk are going to be on the new Enterprise that we see. There's actually a really cool sequence that they rebuild the Enterprise. Mm.
2: Presumably Uh, with greater technology.
1: I guess, yeah. Oh, of course. Although it's still the Enterprise A. I saw a big A on it. Yeah, it does point Mm. out in Memory Alpha, its primary hole proudly displays the name and registry, still Enterprise NCC 1701-A and it seems clear that the mission of the enterprise and its crew will continue so it like didn't even change like the name of it yeah. it's not a refit it's a total rebuild because yep. the other one is crashed on that yeah. planet
0: <sighs> yeah well also something um we never brought back the necklace. The necklace was a great little. Bit oh yeah, that, they that had was going. really funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. There's just so much stuff. Oh, happening of course, in this movie, of course. Why. And uh, all of these.
2: So the necklace is a is a mineral that they use to scan because it's a Vulcan mineral. That's the only thing in on that. Yeah, planet. and that's right. how
0: they find where the prisoners that's how, are. How they find and they have order. this great interaction where they're like, "You put a tracking device on your no,
2: that first. So see, <laughs> so the whole thing is like this plot. The, see, it's it's crazy because the details of the movie. There's so, so many details and stuff, but the, the plot is pretty simple. Yeah. Like it's a pretty simple three-act structure. Like, um, the motives-like, he wants this weapon, but we got to keep him doing the weapon or whatever. And they got to rescue people, and then they got to protect the planet, right? Yep. But, space station. It's just like, it's like almost like the movie, whether it was Lynn or whether it was Peg or whether it was the studio or whatever, was like, we cannot afford to give the audience 5 minutes to breathe no, like, if no. we don't pack there's in there's
1: no downtime in this movie if we
2: don't pack in a deep another detail right now they're going to leave the theater right now and it's like dude chill <laughs> we, <laughs> like we yes. can follow the movie and i was i was thinking about star wars episode 4 and it's like the first half hour of star wars is you're following two droids in, in a desert. desert yeah and like Eventually, like
1: eventually, stuff happens.
2: Yeah, and it builds up to a, a really spectacular action scene. But like that movie, like that's a fine action movie, you know. And it's like it's just like blockbusters. That's
0: a space fantasy <laughs> action. Okay, that's yeah, not an I action. Know. This like
2: this, but even well, Star Wars Episode Seven, okay, it's another space fantasy. It's not an b- action blockbuster. But like, there's not as much stuff, and that movie's longer. You know.
0: Yep. Yes, this movie had a lot. Yeah. But I, again, it's like heart pounding excitement the whole time, and it's relentless. It's kind of like Mad Max, right? Fury Road? Yeah, Fury Road. If you go back and watch Fury Road again, if we did an analysis like this of Fury Road, we would be like, what is happening? What are we even talking about right now? But that movie was so exciting. Uh, it it makes up for it when you get to watch it in like a communal theater, and I think that that's what this movie is as well. Yeah, you know
2: what's it's, it's a theater movie. for Yeah, sure, yeah. I'll compare totally. it to Justin Lin's movie Fast and Furious Seven again. Fast and Furious Seven has maybe three or four action set pieces in it, right? And it doesn't have the same you know plot. Like it's not as reliant on plot as this one is, but that one's like this, they take a way more time between those set pieces and setting them up slowly. And then the seppies themselves are actually way more exciting in that one. Mm. In this one, it's like the equivalent to uh, tight-packed, adrenaline-filled action scenes. In this one, is a lot of action all the time.
0: Yes, constant. The camera never stops moving. Yeah. Ever.
2: And I guess it's two different approaches to action movies. And I think both are fun, uh, but I think this one knows it was trying to do that. Just be like, we're going to just have action all the time. Uh, and I think it works. But I don't know. I, I don't know which one I prefer. Hmm.
0: Well, this is a part of the episode where we like to rate it. So it's a perfect transition, Zach. You know how much I love transitions. <laughs> so if we loved this movie, thought it was amazing, the best movie ever, everybody go see it, it is set to kill. If we thought, eh, it was okay, you know, check it out when it comes up on TBS in the future, that's set to stun. And if it's skip at all costs, uh, never watch it, ugh, boo. What a terrible movie. Leave it in the holster. Let's start with Patrick and then go
1: around the horn. What did you think, Patrick? So despite all of the picking apart of the plot that we did, I'm going to try to keep it in the genre of what it was. This was a summer action movie in space. For a summer action movie in space, this is set to kill. Yeah! Because you got to see it in the theater. Yeah. See it in the theater because the visuals are great. Yeah. The action is great. Don't think about it too much. Uh, But I had a great time. Yeah. So, yeah, man, set to kill. Awesome. Uh, you're becoming a Star
0: Trek fan yet? We're <laughs> well, getting you there.
1: I, I, this is completely different from yeah, Star
0: Trek. It's the Kelvin universe. Yeah. So yeah. N- yeah. Uh,
2: all right, Zach, what did you think? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I think I'm on the same page as Patrick. I think that uh, for a summer, I got to spend a matinee on a Saturday with my buds yeah. watching a movie. Yeah. And it's like I've seen summer movies before where I come out being like, like remember seeing Indiana Jones 4? I didn't see that in the theaters. And coming out of that... like I heard it sucks. I was like, I don't know. That's the type of movie where you come out and you feel cheated. Mm-hmm. This one, it's like, man, that's exactly what I paid for. It's exactly what I wanted. And it's stupid, but it's like... The the, the stupidity is not really a flaw. No. It's a function. Yes. And uh, I'm going to put it at set to kill. But-
0: I'm gonna make it a three P. It's totally a set to kill for me. You know what? Uh, You know why? I laughed. I I got excited. It was funny. I even got a little sad at a couple points. Like, it took me on an emotional ride. Uh, Yeah, again, if you try to think through every part of this, like we just did, it's exhausting. You know what? The
2: one scene that was supposed to be sad, like with Spock. Yeah. As when I, had, I really had to pee, and I was, like, right after. Oh,
0: yeah. There were some heartbreaking moments in it. There really were. And then I, I even felt bad for the villain. Like, I get it. You know? Sometimes you're just left alone too long, and you start to go crazy.
2: Yeah. You know so what? It was great. The, I loved it. The thing about uh, the action in this movie is, like, because I remember I watched um, the conspiracy episode with you guys. Mm-hmm. And in that one, there's so much. Good God! There's so much killing yeah. in that episode, but they're killing with the with the phasers. So they just like do a steady yellow stream at the enemies, and yeah. then they just fall over.
1: Well, it's until the end, when that guy's face explodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. Well, that's because they do three little streams. Right. But in this one, it's just like there's a lot of laser fire and people falling down and explosions and yeah. stuff. It's felt very different from Star. Trek. Oh,
0: it's so different from next gen. It's yeah. outrageous, but still amazing and i loved it and i'll tell all my friends to see it i wouldn't tell all my friends to go see into darkness like we brought that up before i thought that movie was boring and confusing this movie has some confusing moments but who cares yeah yeah like who cares like it's amazing and go see it in the theater
2: yeah it's really the plot holes like you're picking them apart after the fact you don't think about them <laughs> they're happening so fast during the movie uh, yeah.
0: you're not thinking about any of that kind of stuff
2: in the movie when he's like when they're like and there was a technology that made me live forever. You're like, oh, okay. That's why you could siphon people's energy out of them. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: We should probably get out of here. I know we got another podcast to record uh, yeah. after this. Uh, Patrick, anything you want to talk about before we go? Uh,
1: yeah. Keep listening to Patrick. Thank you for suggesting that we do this special episode. Also, keep listening to me and Zach's show, Politicked Off. Uh, it's kind of like a parody of public radio news roundups. Uh, we got some coverage of the convention um yeah, that's pretty much it great zach
2: uh yeah listen to politics off. uh we'll be covering the democratic national convention this week and don't vote for trump
1: yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah if you're considering that please reconsider
2: and follow me on twitter zach mast z-a-c-k-m-e-s-t
1: awesome that's it
0: and please uh make sure to rate pat track on itunes uh, we've gotten a lot of uh, listens lately, but we haven't gotten any fresh reviews, so if you haven't had a chance to go over to iTunes and give us a review, that helps us find more people. So uh, please give us a review. And also listen to Making New Friends. It's another podcast. I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's super silly. It's got no real purpose anymore besides me just having fun with friends. Mm-hmm. So that's that. And follow me on Twitter at PatLikesToTweet.
1: Let's see what's out there. All right Beyond. <laughs> Peaches. How sauce peaches. How sauce peaches. How sauce peaches. How sows peaches. How sows peaches. How sows How